Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. What's up? Hey, there was this page I was looking at the other day. What was that Pretty, page? What was it called? Uh, it started with a T, something like that. The- Wrestling? The wrestling? Uh, what's what? Fantastic. What comes the wrestling fantastic. No, it's something like that. It rhymes mm. with that. Oh, it's the wrestling. The classic. wrestling classic. Who are we supposed to shout out? Justin? Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, hey, what's up, Justin? We're here at FanFest Day One. The Sons of a Gun are As here. It says on we got shirt. Malachi Black. We got everybody in the building. Sad you're not here. Yeah, you're missing out. But hey, Sons of Gun, out. gentlemen boys and girls it's the wrestling classic here back for the twc show live in ruckus avenue radio every monday at 2 p.m and wherever you listen to podcasts back here with one and only daniel daniel ali is back on the show of the dropkick podcast we're going to talk a lot of shit because you know a lot has been happening since our year-end awards which was our last show we are in a new year happy new year to everybody hope everybody had a, a solid new year's eve whether you took it easy or you went out and got lit I hope everyone is safe. I hope everyone's starting off the new year just chilling because I feel like everyone's new year started with them just chilling. Nobody's doing anything crazy. Um, but we got lots to talk about. So I don't even know. Vince McMahon is back. Mercedes Monet. I went to AEW Dynamite live in Seattle. Um, just so much to talk about. A lot happened. Yeah. I mean, you know. Happened. Out on the streets, they call it murder. Welcome to Jamrock. Sorry. So, I think, like, for me, it feels like part two of December. Like, it doesn't feel like 2023 yet for some reason. And I feel like you don't feel like the new year, like, kicks in until, like, February or, like, March. At least for me. Because January is, like, super weird for me. We're seven days in. I don't know. True. The only reason I think it feels like a new year for me, and you did the same thing as I actually jumped on that trend, that like the 2022 season mm. is coming to an end, and I made that video, and then I thought back of last year's January, and I was like, that was a long time ago. That was so, a long like, ago. This does feel like a new year. Um, and I said that I just did an interview with uh, my friend Jasmine. Her she has a podcast coming out, and I I did her a favor, and I I went and did her show. I also took a bunch of pictures in my uh, Carmella shirt. Shout out to David Walter Art who. Uh, Hook me up with that shirt. I believe it's David Walter. Let me double check. Um, but he's the designer of that Carmella shirt. Plus, uh, 
a recent Seth Rollins shirt that came out, the Sasha shirt I'm wearing right now that Daniel finally sent me 10 years later. Oh. Uh, yes, David Walter Art. Give him a follow on Instagram. He's the artist for a lot of these cool T-shirt designs that WWE Shop's been having recently. But um, I lost my train of thought. I don't even know what I was saying before. I said <laughs> oh, I did, uh, I did my friend's show. Mm-hmm. And um, I, was, I was talking about how I live my life by years, like every year. Is like a new season for me or a new chapter. In my a book. new season, a new chapter. A new and I'm like, I live my life like a television show. So 2023 is a new. Uh... And I thought I didn't do a lot last year. Like, I knew I did a lot during the summer last year. I definitely remember yeah. like, my summer was really busy. Like, I made a whole separate reel at the end of the summer of just my summer, which was like, you know, May to September. Mm-hmm. But then I looked back at January and February and March. That's when the, the MJF shout-out happened. And I went to Orlando for Revolution. And then I looked at the end of the year, and it's like it was more family-orientated October, November, December. But, like, I still did a lot. And I was yeah. like, it's pretty crazy. Like, I guess it was a pretty wild year. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I my confidence level and my ability of what I think I could do moving forward is in a whole different space than it was a year or two ago. So I think this year, hopefully, we'll bring opportunities and prosperity, and uh, we'll see what happens. And Fingers crossed, man. We're not going to get too deep into it, but even yourself, like, you stopped training in October. You just went back a couple of days ago. You hit the ropes, and, like, you had a five-minute match, and it's probably, like, it hit you again. Like, oh, I can do this shit, right? You know what's funny? I made that, even when I made that video of all the people I interviewed last year, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing interviews. I was like, I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to go as hard as I did the last two years. I don't yeah. ever think I can, like, top what I did. I didn't think I could top what I did in 2021. And 2022 wasn't as, like, I don't think it was, it was great. Mm-hmm. And I, I was actually pretty cool, man. I had, like, big show. That was pretty people. dope, dude. I feel and like. Brian, Brian in person and stuff. But, yeah. well, I don't know if I can top that in 2023. And I'm not going to try to top it. But if I do, great. If I don't, I didn't have the intention to. Mm-hmm. I think it should be its own little thing, right? I don't think you should look at it where it's like, oh, I want to outdo myself. Like, that's a good mindset to have, but, like, you should appreciate the finer things, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I got I to... I think end. coming into last year, I want to outdo myself. This year, I'm like, I don't care if I, I think I'm good. Like, if this is all, all the people I ever interview, I think I'd be all right. I think the Brian thing for me was, uh, obviously, I still have my bucket list interviews I want to do. I still want to interview Brett. Um, mm-hmm. I still want to get MJF on one more time, even if it's just one more time. Yeah. And there's a ton of wrestlers I just want to interview for the Punk. sake of like Punk yeah. and Sammy. And and I would love to talk to Austin one day. That would be so cool. That would be dope. Um, there's, also, there's a plethora of people I'd love to interview, but it's not like something I would die if I never. You're not like chasing after right now, right? Yeah. yeah like I think that was uh, something I needed to prove to myself that I could mm-hmm. do interviews. And after 2020 was so good, I had to prove to myself that I could follow it up. And I did. Yeah. So now it's like, I almost feel like, you know, when you play a video game and mm-hmm. you try to grow like a skill or uh, uh, you try to beat like a, you try to get like a certain level. Like I get to get to this level and yeah. now I have that skill and I have that power or something. Like mm-hmm. I feel like now you could be like Justin last minute this person wants to do an interview are you down to do it and i can go in there with absolutely no fucking questions because i think and i can rock it (laughs) and i didn't have that confidence before after enough people have told me like no you're good at it man like you find ways to like you're good at working on a fly pardon yeah and for me if i can find if i can just like i feel like i've accomplished an interview well 
if I can at least make them laugh once. Right. By saying something stupid or making a comment. And even, like, my hardest interviews, like Eric Bischoff, I made him laugh right off the beginning off of bringing up some TV show he produced years ago. And he's like, oh, you're the one person that watched that? And I'm like, yeah. If I can make them laugh at least once. And that's why if you watch those reels, it's usually me trying to, like, it's me making jokes. If I can make them laugh once, that means everything. And I love the the Brian thing at the end of the last clip I made for the end of the year because he's like, you know, in wrestling, there's a... Term called working yourself into a shoot, and I think the wrestling classic, the entire thing was just it was just me working myself into a shoot. Of like, what is the wrestling classic? Why am I doing interviews? Why am I writing? Why am I doing any of those? I worked myself into a fucking shoot in the wrestling business. Dude, and now crazy, there's man. people like MJF who gave me a shout out because I was there for him when he first started wrestling. There's Mariah wrestling in Stardom, and I'm giving her a shout out. Says. All these wrestlers I've helped, like the Singh Brothers and the Burroughs Twins and mm-hmm. Joe Alonzo and all these people that I, I'm not taking any credit for the success, but I I think they would admit to some extent I helped give them exposure and helped put them on early in their careers. And now we're doing yeah. crazy shit. And it's like... It's cool, man. Um, it's I never cool. thought I'd do any of this shit when I started my page. I worked myself into a fucking You shit. know, I feel like we set expectations and sometimes we just like go beyond that without even thinking about it because you know you just want to do things out of like you know to see what's going to happen like i didn't think like i'd be here doing this podcast with you right if it wasn't for the pandemic like if that pandemic never happened to begin with then i don't know if we would have talked if i didn't lose my page and the pandemic didn't happen and you started that podcast with rick and Mm -hmm. who knows if you'd be wrestling i and i and you tell me i'm gonna give pass you the mic for a second but like do you think like if like do you like i don't i know i wouldn't have been doing interviews unless i got stuck in canada and the pandemic happened i was like what am i going right. home right mm-hmm. do you think you would have pursued professional wrestling as quickly maybe and as confidently as you did if we didn't all talk to each other all the time and like tope like our group chat like if if we didn't like make it seem like it's an actual thing that you could do and then vic went out and did it mm-hmm. and then i was pushing and everyone was like just go do it and everyone started like like, do you think you would have pursued it as quickly? I think no, because, you know, you guys pushed me. And then also, like, interviewing, like, wrestlers in the industry helped, you know, and building yeah. relationships with them. And, you know, being able to, like, DM them and ask them for advice really and having guys like TJ telling you to go do it and everybody being like, oh. because And also, I remember I said it to you once. I said it to both you and Vic, actually, one time yeah. in the chat. Where I was like, you know, you guys have both interviewed all these wrestlers. And you told every single one of them you guys are wrestlers in training. So like we you guys, did. Oh you my guys God. like before either like Vic was kind of training, but he got stopped and you didn't even start yet. And I was like, I well, you know, you kept asking questions like, you know, as someone who's you know with the future of wanting to pursue this or, or you know, with someone interested in becoming a wrestler, like I'm like, Well now you guys kinda gotta, you know, you talked all this shit. You guys kinda gotta back it up now. We gotta back <laughs> it up now. What's the word? You gotta actually go do this, otherwise you just said this to these people. And you're one of those fans that say it, but never really pursue it, you know? Nah, man. I feel like one of the biggest things that led me to really pursue this was, like, you know, obviously our conversations really helped. You know, it pushed me, like, mentally to, like, you know, just take a chance on myself and, like, you know, see if I can do it and I can. And then, you know, going to Mania last year really helped, too, because, like, meeting meeting up with TJ was big because, like, for me, like, I've 
DM'd him. We've talked. I interviewed him like so many times, but like meeting him for the first time and having like a conversation off camera, like he said some like really like motivating stuff. And I was just like, man, like he's right in front of me and he like thinks I can do this. But why don't I think I can do it? Like, if people believe I can do it, then I can do it. It's just like setting positive thoughts and, you know, really working towards those goals to make things happen. And like, you know, and like just enjoying the finer things in life. Like, you know, you're not, you know, like, like for example, if someone wants to be like, oh, yeah, I want to main event WrestleMania, you know, chances are you might not ever do that. But set small goals, you know, you know what I mean? Like. For example, I didn't think I'd have my first match yet. And my first match two days ago was like the worst thing ever. I was messing up, you know, all kinds of things and being super sloppy. But, you know, at the end of, you know, at the end of that, like, I looked back at it. I'm like, you know what? I had my first match, regardless of how bad it was. That day sucked for me. But, you know, going out there in front of like 10 people, it was a practice match, you know, and just doing what I can and really putting myself out there and, you know, and it just goes to show that like, you know, just take a chance on yourself no matter what. And, you know, do what makes you happy because, you know, life's fucking short, man. And, you know, you got to embrace everything, like you say, and embrace the madness, right? So, madness. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that being said, also, guys, I did write another article talking about last year. If you want to check it out, the link is in my bio. Uh, you can go to 137pm.com. There's a ton of articles there that I've written over the past few years. Um, lists that you would enjoy. Like, I ranked all the WrestleMania. I was all of Undertaker WrestleMania matches, best Sasha matches, since she's a hot topic right now. Um, but that being said, the most recent article I wrote was my 20 best matches of 2022, which I knew was going to be controversial. Some people, uh, uh, you know, were, there were matches missing. Some people were confused why some matches made the list and some of the matches they thought should be on the list were honorable mentions. Someone like Daniel here, who was at WrestleMania, who really loved Seth and Cody, was kind of like, ah, you put FTR in the Briscoes' number one dog collar match, but I don't know if it's as good as Seth and Cody. Um, I put a match on there from Revolution that someone was like, you could probably replace that match with the, the tag match with rated RK bro and American alpha, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm like, I think I have a bias. because I was, I was there live. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a subjective list whatsoever. But of like course. I said, in the intro, I said, if, if you're someone that is reading this list in 2025 and you were looking for a catalog of matches that you should probably check out from 2022, that's the score. Um, is there some matches that are probably missing off there? Cause I don't watch new Japan religiously, or I don't watch AAA religiously, or I don't really watch, a lot of the independent companies religiously. I watch all of them a little bit here or there. Like I'll watch matches that are recommended to me. Um, there are some matches that made that list that were recommended to me from New Japan, from AAA. Uh, my bad, but check out the list. Uh, I think it's pretty solid. And also someone's like, oh, well, you know, I thought Dax and Punk should make the list. And I was like, listen, if I was to dedicate a list and just talking about talking about ranking all of Dax's matches, from 2022 that could be its own list because he straight up dude. I, was listening to his, <laughs> I was listening to his podcast and like um you know we watched a dog collar match together because yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't get to watch the match and like so we watched the match and then like i was on the way to training and i threw on his podcast and he was talking about like you know what they did and t- to you know go into the match and like things behind the scenes and i was like damn like i appreciate the match way more now because like you know he spoke about it openly and like you know so yeah no, 100%. So I don't know where to start. Um, I don't know if he's going to show up or if he's not going to, but Sock Monkey Mike, Mike Wexler might join us at some point on the show. Um, I guess 
I guess we'll start with the beginning of the week and we'll get to the end of the week. So if we're going to talk about the beginning of the week, uh, that would start with the Russell Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And my girl, Mercedes Monet. Money. She's back. She's in It sounds band. so weird. Monet. Her song sounds like Crisscross's. Um, what's a song? Jump? I don't think it's mm-hmm. Jump. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're going to make it jump, jump. You know what I mean? Oh. You know what I mean? But, uh, but she's back and um, you know, it was rumored. It was the. It was not the best kept secret. It was rumored for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> Everyone kind of knew she was gonna head there. It's not bad. It's kind of growing. It's pretty me. sick. It's a it's vibe, cool. but it sounds like something very like it's it's one. It's a West Coast vibe for sure. It's a West Coast hip hop vibe, one hundred and ten percent like that beat. But it does sound a little like Criss Cross's. Um, let me see if I can find Criss Cross's song. But how did you feel about seeing Mercedes in uh, New Japan? What were your initial thoughts? And I'll get into my thoughts after I find this. So, you know, I'm super happy for it, you know. And like I said, not the best kept secret. But of course, you know, this is, you know, we live in an age with social media where everything gets leaked. So, you know, it is what it is. But- and, and she's... Oh, it's so hard getting used to calling her Mercedes and not Sasha. I was about, I was about to be like, and she is Sasha Banks, but she is Sasha Banks, and like mm-hmm. people cared about her, and people are trying people to care about her. Yeah. Especially yeah. the way that she left the company, people want to know what she was going to do. She has, she has this loyal fan base where wherever she goes, she's going to the you crew, know. the stands. She knows. <laughs> she's never seen. Sean Ross Sapp was even telling the stands to like make sure you guys don't post the videos. Of New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom on Twitter or social media because they will come after you, and the stands will still posting videos, and the pages will get deleted. That's hilarious. Wait, stop one second. I want you to listen. Does this not look similar? It does. Holy crap, dude! It actually does. Oh wow! Yeah. It sounds the same, right? It does. I can see it. Uh, it's definitely crisscross. My brother used to wear when he was a kid. He used to wear his clothes backwards because of crisscross and shit. So that's why I always <laughs> knew that song. But yeah, no, it sounds just like crisscross's jump. And I, I someone else, I, I'm like, I knew it sounded familiar the, the moment I heard it as a, because I actually stayed up and watched Wrestle Kingdom like a hero. I don't know why. And I kept saying, I'm going to watch the Kyrie Sane match because I think Mercedes is going to come out. Then I was like, oh shit, FTR is out next. So I'll watch this. Oh shit, great Muda's out. Oh shit. Uh Jay White's out here. Oh <laughs> shit. Like, I, I just kept I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I do want to watch Will Osprey and Kenny Kenny Omega. So, that's a really I, good match. I, I I, we'll talk about that too, but I want to give my quick thoughts on Mercedes. She mm-hmm. came, 
I okay, listen. You can't really change too much about your look if you just look the way you look. First things first. She didn't disappear for a bunch of years. She disappeared for like eight months. I don't know how long it's been. It's not like she was going to come back as a completely different looking human being. Um, The hair, uh, I didn't like it initially, but now I kind of understand it. The flames are supposed to represent uh, burning the blue hair. Burning her past self. Yeah, the blue hair. And like she's burning it. That's what that was supposed to represent. Um, A lot of people would say she didn't change too much. She still had the rings. She called herself the conversation, the standard, and the blueprint. It was like it was like Sasha Banks in another company without really changing who she is. Now, that being said, I I, w- I was on both sides of the fence because at first I'm like, oh, this just feels like Sasha Banks. I don't know if I was expecting her to be like a whole new character. But then again, I'm like, well, that's Sasha Banks. And I'm like, when Hogan went to WCW, he didn't really change much. When Savage went to WCW, you didn't really change much. See, I'm that guy who believes don't fix what's not broken. For example, I know this is a weird little comparison, but, like, when CM Punk came back, he didn't change much, right? He changed, you know, his gear and, like, kept the his he kept his old look. The difference know? with Punk is he was gone for a long amount of time that he did come back old and we knew it. And it was right, 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 right. But I'm saying, I like. I think people were expecting Mercedes to be, like, a whole new kid, like, not being the boss, technically. Mm-hmm. Right, and yeah. not having that same like, but make I now like what I was trying to like make people understand is maybe this is just who she is. Like this That's is what I was gonna say. Like Sasha Banks is Mercedes, right? She's just like that version, but you know, turned up to a hundred, as they say. But it's just one of those things, man. Where like I want to see how this plays out, right? And I'm I like everything she's doing, you know, in, in the whole Japan debut and everything. Yeah. And, you know, um, but one thing that I didn't appreciate was the fans that were like crapping on it already, you know, because uh she did the finishing move on Kairi Singh, but the way it was supposed to go was, you know, they she hooks Kairi and then Kairi like turns around. And Kyrie's supposed to like pop back up and then she's supposed to DDT her. And Kyrie, you know, didn't do that in the debut, but it's okay, you know, things yeah, like whether that. it was because Kyrie was blown up or she just never knew how to take the move, like it was on Kyrie. And a lot of people were like, oh, Sasha botched it, Mercedes botched it. I'm like, nah, it, it takes she were just fucking lame, you know. Tango. But once again, Kyrie could have been a little blown up, she just had a match, or they just probably never tried it before. And that was like, you know, we'll try it, it didn't work out. I was worried that Sasha was about to start talking because I'm not a big fan of her promos, but she held I thought the promo was fine. It was fine. I I thought it was was fine. fine. It wasn't horrible, terrible, or bad, or whatever people are saying. But I thought the promo was, you know, pretty good. And um, you know, she made a statement, and you know, she said she's going to challenge for the belt, you know, in February, which is in a couple weeks. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. But however, I did not like how. the Kyrie Sane match got five minutes. I, I I wish they got at least ten or fifteen more minutes to really you know showcase what you know they're made of. And but I understand it because you know it's the Wrestle Kingdom card and Stardom's pretty new, so it's you know I guess so but, Stardom's but, on you. This is a situ, and we've I, I had to explain this to you a little bit too because I know you're not like you like you like MJF. You're not a big uh, uh, I'm casual. I'm a casual. You're not, big, you're not a big Japan connoisseur. I'm not. Um, they don't women's wrestling in new japan is like a new thing 
Right. And this is like, I think the first time there was like a women's, and not like women's wrestling in Japan is a new thing. And women's wrestling in Japan goes decades back. Women's wrestling in New Japan is Mm -hmm. a new and rare thing. Like they just introduced an IWGP women's championship like a couple of months ago that Kyrie Satan won. Right. They would sometimes have women on the Wrestle Kingdom card, but it would be the women from stardom, and they would usually be on the pre-show in like a six-man or whatever type. They would never actually be on the main card. This match was on the main card. I think it was the first women's match on the main card since like 2004, maybe the 90s. I just mm-hmm. think it was 2004 because I feel like I read that somewhere. But it's not a common thing to have women's wrestling in New Japan. Look at these past Wrestle Kingdom, all these of the Okadas and Omegas and Naitos and Abushis and Tanahashis. There wasn't women's wrestling on these cards. Mm-hmm. This is a, it's kind of new for this audience. Um, do I wish the match went longer? I agree. I think it would have been great if the match went a little bit longer. But I think they knew that people didn't really care about the match. They wanted to see Kyrie win, and then they wanted to see Mercedes come out. Yeah. Because even me, who was staying up, was and my intention was just to stay up till that part and then go to sleep until FTR came out after. And I was like, "Fuck, those are my guys." Um, I was like, I was just hoping the match would hurry the fuck up so Mercedes would come out. You know, I was in the minority. I was like, I don't think she's coming out, man. Like nothing's been announced. Like why would she come out? Like people just, you know. But obviously, I was wrong. The internet marks won, and uh, yeah, happy for you. I'm definitely happy for it. Like, I, I put up a post. I don't know why I, missed, I turned my sound off and my sound came back on. I put up a post uh, prior, the, the morning of Wrestle Kingdom, like our morning in, in, the, in the Western world, of um, Mercedes, Sasha, when she was on Austin's Broke School Sessions, and how oh, she yeah, mentioned yeah. that, you know, I, I want to wrestle in Japan. I thought, you know, before I got signed when I was working the Indies, because she only worked the Indies for like two, three years, I think, maybe less, that like she wanted to she didn't think she'd fit the wwe mold and she would thought she'd work in japan and in mexico and then before wwe signed her she she thought she'd work in japan and but wwe called her first so i i'm gonna the last thing i'm gonna say about this i'm happy she's there i'm happy she's doing this i think this is something she need to get out of her system she looks happy we watch her story she has having a blast in japan she worked out at the noah dojo she did the stuff with new japan bailey and trinity guys came out there to watch her uh, you obviously FTR was there. Carl Anderson was there. It was a little bit of a reunion. I got happy when I got to see the pictures of FTR with Bailey and, and Mercedes because like I know they're really close friends from what we've heard and what we've seen. And they always take those group pictures together. So the moment I realized, I'm like, oh, wait, they're all there in, in Japan. It's cool to see those pictures come out. But I'm just happy she's doing this for her. I'm yeah. happy she's getting this out of her system. She's 30 years old. She started wrestling for the WWE when she was like 19. You know, like she would have, she's been there for 10 years. She's been Sasha Banks the entire time. She had an identity crisis. She wasn't getting booked the best. She's been through so much in the last few years of being in the WWE since like 2019 forward. I think she needed this. And I think she's going to go out there and she's going to wrestle in Japan and she's going to wrestle in Mexico. How she might show up in um, some other companies in the United States. Maybe she'll show up on a fucking GCW card or something. Maybe she'll be a PWG. Maybe she will show up at Impact or AEW or MLW or something. I don't know. But I do think in due time, she will return to the WWE. One year, two years, three years, four years, five years, she's gonna come back. I think I within five to do this for herself. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I think sometimes like 
you know, she pulled a Cody Rhodes, right? Like she wanted to go out and bet on herself. And, you know, like we, we've had this conversation. There's so many people in WWE where they've been there for so long and they're not getting booked the best, right? But, you know, they're so good at what they do. Like they're the best, but they're just not leaving that company. Even if like, they're not the best, if they're, they've hit a glass ceiling on the WWE roster, they're not going to get pushed any further. They're, they're not going to go move up higher in the card. So you have two options. You can stay there and be a great hand and be someone that helps elevate other talent and collect that paycheck that you're very comfortable with and you might just enjoy getting. Or you can mm-hmm. go out there and try to make, you know, build a name for yourself so you can come back a bigger star. Cody's a great example. To be honest, whether we like him or dislike him, I actually think he's all right. I don't dislike him at all. But a guy like Matt Cardona, who didn't mm-hmm. leave on his own volition but got released mm-hmm. and became, like, the biggest heel on the independence. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and, that, and I'm not saying he's going to come back to WWE and they're going to push him as a star, but at least he went out there, he bet himself, and he's, like, I think he said somewhere he made more money working in the indies than he was in WWE at the time. Yeah, Before his stock's like right? way more higher now. Yeah, right? and Zach Ryder, right? Uh, Cody is a whole different beast. Like the way Cody did it was just magnificent. But, but then we look at a guy like, and we talked about it. Like I think the name that we brought up the most is like Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Imagine Ziggler left and he tried doing some other shit, and then he came back. Would he what get pushed? I don't know because we've seen a guy like John Morrison come back, who was a world champion outside of the WWE, and come back and not get that that push but mm-hmm. it also depends who's in charge right is it triple h yeah. or is it vince mm-hmm. are, you, are you someone that vince has a lot of respect for do you carry yourself like cody or are you the son of dusty Rhodes, mm-hmm. or are you just someone that maybe you know all of that personal stuff matters and stuff too but i just think i i, I think sasha is a star i think wwe sees the value in the sasha banks character name and the, the persona they created so if she was to come back after she goes out there and makes a name for herself I think they're more than happy to welcome her back and put her right back at the top of the card. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want that Ronda money? Go out there, make a bigger name for yourself, and come back and declare that Ronda money. Do a block. Come back part-time. Mm-hmm. If they're good, see how we say if they brought Punk back, like Punk would come back for a shitload of money in part-time for WWE. Yeah. I don't think he'd come back full-time with his heart and as full as it was for AEW, but he'd come back for a limited schedule and a shitload of money. Like, yeah. You know what you I mean? Know, you never know, especially in the wrestling world. Like, you know, yeah. there's that thing you never seen ever. But when Punk left in 2014, and this is what nobody ever really wants to talk about, he was a big star in wrestling. No, he was walking out made him a bigger star to the rest of the world because he fucking walked out of WWE. Then him getting it, and you can talk shit about his UFC career, but him getting his ass kicked twice in UFC made him a bigger household name. <laughs> like, like, everything he did after he left made him a bigger household name. People just kept talking about him. Like, so by the time he came was back, yeah, so about, as long as you keep yourself in the conversation, because by the time he came back to AEW, I can go to my friends that don't really watch wrestling anymore that barely know their new wrestlers, but like sides like John Cena and Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton in that era. And I can mm-hmm. say CM Punk and they know who the fuck he is. Right. Yeah, man. I think, you know, it's one of those things just keeping yourself relevant. How do you plan on doing that? But it's also like, you know, like, and like we talked about. Fulfilling yourself and feeding your soul. Mm-hmm. Make, making sure you're happy, not just going through the motions that's another thing too like what do what makes you happy man right like if going to another company does then do it if not then don't do it like if staying and getting that paycheck is more important to you and more crucial to you then that's what matters you know because priorities are everything right so and i know that sasha and kairu 
can have a banger. Uh, I right. just hope they do because I think a lot's riding on this first match back and how good it is. And I think it'll be good. Can she deliver outside of a WWE? And I think she will. I love her. I'm a Sasha Banks fan. Devin was here. He'd be like, This is Sasha Banks Appreciation Hour again. Um, that's my favorite women's wrestler. I don't know review. I'm so happy Charlotte Flair is back. I don't know if we talked about that yet. I got hyped when Charlotte walked out, yeah. beat Ronda for the belt. The fans are cheering for Charlotte. They appreciate her after she's been gone for eight months. They're chanting whoop that trick when Sonia was out there. Like, even Charlotte was like, I didn't expect you guys to cheer me, but thank you. Because it was like a thank you, Charlotte chant on SmackDown this week. And I'm happy she's getting this adulation. Because even when they turned her baby face last time in 2017, half the crowd was still like, eh, nah, you get everything. And I think eventually these fickle fans are going to go back on her and be like, nah. She gets everything. And there are some fans. There are still some fans in my comment section that are like, fuck Charlotte, that's so stupid. She just came back in the gave her a title. But for the most part, the fans are behind her right now. And knowing Ashley, I'm very happy for her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy for Sasha. I'm happy for uh, Charlotte. Um, and I'm you know, I'm just happy the women's division hopefully will be better this year than it was last year, because last year was a little iffy. There were some cool moments of shit like you know, damage control coming together and Becky coming back and etc. But it was pretty uh May year for women's wrestling. And I think Sasha's out here, Mercedes out here shaking shit up. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a good time to be a fan of women's wrestling overall. Not just in WWE, but in yeah. general. You know, go buy the Carmella shirt. There's a new Carmella shirt by David Walter Art. Go check mm-hmm. it out. I'll be posting about it tomorrow, but go yeah. support her. She's doing a really nice thing like four days ago. I didn't even know like if you bought the shirt and you posted it on Twitter, she was giving like shout outs to people that mm-hmm. posted it on Twitter. Totally sure. missed that boat. But you know what? We're cool. So I don't need a shout out for her. She so, needs to come back. I can talk to her whenever I need to. But uh, and uh, yeah, to you virgins out there, someone like I saw some virgins group chat. They Someone posted something and it was like oh, their group God. chat. And someone was in there like uh, post that video I did with Char- uh, Carmella about the top five. And they're like, can somebody tell this guy that she's she is not gonna fuck him? And then I was like, these fucking little virgin kids. So annoying. Don't realize that I know these people, and it's not even like that. And I've had sex before. You fucking virgins. <laughs> you virgins that sit there with your dick in your hand watching Twitch streamers, macron girls, because you've never seen a vagina in your fucking life. But you sit in your group chats talking about fucking vaginas and boobies, and you put shit in your guys' fucking bio like Liv Morgan's boyfriend or Dakota Kai's boyfriend and shit when you're a bunch of fucking dorks. Anyways, it doesn't bother me, but I just want to put you guys in your place. Like, Wait, I even commented on it. I even commented on it with laughing emojis and commented back to the guy that commented there and said, Yeah, I should tell him. Because I'm just like, You guys are fucking children, little virgin children. Fucking work actually, with children. They've never, they've never, yeah, literally. I'm too old. To, I'm old. I'm tired, and I'm fucking dealing with a bunch of fucking children on Instagram. Um, Classic. The rest of Wrestle Kingdom. We're not gonna review it like that. Um, if you didn't watch it, definitely check it out. Uh, it's it was mm-hmm. a solid show. The second half is gonna be later in the month, and it's gonna be at New Japan versus Noah. Um, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And I just, let's say, okay, so I watched Muda and I watched Muda and Shinsuke. I don't mm-hmm. know what about New Year's Eve. I was a little buzzed, but I, I watched the match before think? I passed out. I, I, it was good. It was good for what it was. Obviously, Muda's old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's not going to move like he used to. But they told a cool story. And uh, to see Shinsuke pull up the mist and to get the victory over Muda on his way out, like, it was dope. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because, I, you know, um, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay is, like, highly acclaimed. I think Meltzer gave, like, 6.75 stars or some stupid shit that he broke his own star rating with. But, um those like you know, everyone's people are saying like fucking Will Ospreay versus fucking Kenny Omega's match of the decade, best match ever, better than any match I've seen. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. No, they they did a really good job. It was great psychology, great storytelling, everything about it. It might be a match of the year by the but we're in January, so I don't fucking like. That's we got a year to it, but it might be match. Is it the greatest match of all fucking time? I don't think so. It ain't Brett Austin. It ain't Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels. It ain't Taker, Shawn. It ain't, you know what I mean? Like it ain't, yeah. it ain't a lot of things, man. Um, yeah, it ain't, it ain't Savage Steamboat. It ain't Savage fucking Warrior. It was good, but it's also, it just, it's just the way wrestling is. There's a lot of things that happened in that match that should have been the end of the match, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it makes yeah. things seem more fake. Right. I mean, I think it was good but for that's just me. But for the new age fans, they love that. Like, oh, that's not the finish. Oh, he kicked out. Oh my god, these guys so much heart, so much passion. Like, nah, man. They just I like the promo he cut after the match. Well, Osprey, like, he really like. He's a good. We'll watch a match. You will. Follow. Maybe we'll watch it after this, Daniel. If I can find it, like, but because I don't think you got to watch it from start to finish properly. But it was a fucking banger, and uh, definitely go check it out. Definitely top as of today as of january 7th top top match of the year so far of this year and i know there's a whole year to go um and it is it was better than a lot of the matches from last year it was i wouldn't say it was better than all the matches but it was better than a lot of the matches from last year it was a, it was a really good match yeah. and shout out to kenny omega and will osprey i'm not the biggest fan of either of those guys i like them both i think i think osprey is a great fucking character and i think he's so good at cutting promos and i think he's so good at being a douchebag and a dick and I'm an Osprey fan because of that. I've never been a fan of the flippy shit. I just never have and never will be. Um, I, you know, my flippy wrestlers were Rob Van Dam and Jeff Hardy in that era. But once they got super flippy, you know, that's, that's, yeah. that's past my era. Um, but I like Osprey now. Omega, I I don't I don't dislike Omega at all. I've I've always kind of appreciated Omega, but I've said it a million times, and this is the point I think I was trying to make the entire time is. Omega's AEW run like watered him down to me because he was in Japan and he came out there, and both him and Shinsuke in Japan feel like a bigger deal than they do in America. I feel like I, I watched Shinsuke against him uh, against Muda. I'm like, yo, this guy feels like a fucking st- like the big star coming home here, like mm-hmm. Shinsuke, and he's not in the WWE ring for in Japan. He's in Noah, and he's wrestling Muda, and he came out there like the White Jedi while Muda came out to like Darth Maul, and I'm like, this is. 
this is and Shinsuke felt like a big fucking deal. Like he felt like John Cena coming back to the WWE. Like that's what it felt like with Shinsuke. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that in America. Omega coming back to New Japan felt like John Cena being on SmackDown. Same thing. It doesn't feel like that when he shows up in AEW for me. Mm-hmm. He just felt like a like he literally felt like a bigger star in Japan. And it, in the story that he wanted um Osprey wanted him to pass the torch to him and shit like I, the one thing about the match that threw me off was uh, that Omega won. I never thought for a second that Omega was going to win. Yeah, I didn't think that either. But I think they're going to do another match. But this kind of feels like the passing of the torch, right? Like, now I feel like, you know, Will Ospreay is going to run, you know, New Japan now instead of Kenny Omega. So it makes sense. But I uh, I was a fan. I watched the highlights, but I didn't fully watch the match. Yet, we'll watch but... it after. I think, I'm, I think I'm down to watch it, to be honest, again. Mm-hmm. I, and Because when I did watch it, I was also very fucking tired. Yeah, I was like, was like 5 a.m. That was 3 a.m. for me. So later for you, if you were watching, it would have been like 5 a.m. For me, it was like 3 a.m. It was like 2.30 or 3 a.m. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm here for it. But, and you got to realize, I watched New- Wrestle Kingdom. I went to sleep for four hours and woke up and drove mass to Seattle for Dynamite. Holy shit. Yeah, that was last week, right? Damn. Yeah, so that was Tuesday. And I went and drove mass because technically Dynamite was on J- January 4th as well. Um, I was really quickly of Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Jay White and Okada had a really good match. But it was just your typical Okada match. A bunch of Rainmakers, a bunch of kickouts. Eventually, Okada won. And I think that was the shocking thing is that the night ended with Kenny and Okada both winning. Okada is now the IWGP world champion again. Kenny Omega is the United States champion. It just felt like instead of this rest kind of moving forward to the future, we went backwards in time. But to Daniel's point, I think this is for a longer-term story. Um, yeah. Eventually, Omega will drop the belt, maybe to Osprey. Maybe Osprey goes after the world title. I don't know, but... I think it's more towards a long-term story. FTRs dropped all their belts. The guns came, made fun of them on uh, on Dynamite about it. But I don't know what that means because they went on a world tour of just dropping the belts. So the AAA titles and IWGP titles. They just recently lost the Ring of Honor titles to the Briscoes. So after carrying three titles around for about a good half of a year, they are titleless. So we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know if anything else really stood out to me on that show, but money. I can't even say it right there. <laughs> Money. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about Dynamite, and then we'll talk about Vince. Mm. How do you feel about the new set? Because I was there live. So... I mean, live, it's sick, but everything's better live. And I did watch on TV after, and I have an opinion about that too, but go ahead. So watching it on TV felt like... I felt like a WWE and AEW crossover show. Like, it's really cool to, like, see the visual, you know, aspects of, like, you know, Titantrons and all that, you know, how the graphics play out. But um, I'm not a big fan of the color scheme, just in my opinion. It feels not like WWE, but it feels like it's too sports entertainment-ish, right? Like, for me, I like the raw, gritty kind of wrestling set. You know what I mean? Like, for example, like you look at Nitro 97. Like, I like that vibe. And then they switched it over to that big WCW logo, you know, and like, I think 99, I believe. And I just, like, didn't do it for me, and you know. But I think the era of what was happening on the program before they switched it to that logo was the reason why it was better. I, I, I agree with you, though. I yeah. agree with you, though. Um, I'm going to miss the old set, only because it did I give that too. raw, gritty... TNT kind of mm-hmm. independent, kind of not. Raw's war feel 
was like smoky arena it gave that i don't know why but it just did what the tunnels and i'm not a bit i was never a big fan of the tunnels but like it gave that vibe of like an old school wrestling show to an yeah. extent um i don't hate the set though i was i'm i'm cool, with, hate the it. I'm cool yeah. with the freshness but i do agree with you i don't really like the color scheme i like red and blue has been like a wrestling color scheme thing for years. Obviously, Raw and SmackDown, Nitro and Thunder, um, you know, Impact switched between red and blue a bunch of times, TNA. So it's like, I get it. Like, red and blue are like the wrestling colors, but doing both of them at the same time gives me either very USA because it's like red, blue, red, white, and blue, or it gives me very like bragging rights, Survivor says Raw versus SmackDown. It's, yeah. I, I don't know if I need them to like settle on one color or like maybe because the difference about AEW before, like their colors were technically white, gold, and black. Right. It had yeah. its own identity, kind of. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, this looks dope. It looks sick. Visually, it's appealing and it seems like a bigger deal, to be honest. And it's up to modern t- times. So I guess nowadays it's all about the LEDs and the, all that shit. But it, it, I feel like its identity is like that doesn't have one because it's like three different colors yeah so like i think you brought this up actually you know you look at the ramp and everything like the big stage like that feels a whole brand new and everything but like when they focus on the ring and that's the camera angle it looks like the old school dynamite and that's why i like that like, when you look at it from this angle it actually looks like the og dynamite and i, and I like that and i'm glad mm-hmm. they didn't change the ring up too much and they didn't do led and ring posts and all that because i'm like i like that this still feels like dynamite i don't like when how the if they're going to keep changing shit as weeks go on. But, yeah, you're right. But I don't like how the announcer uh, desk is all, like, LED'd up. Like, you know, the screen? I don't like that. It's weird. It's getting too up. It's getting too LED. It's getting too modern. It's kind of, like, it's kind of a bummer, to be honest. I like it, though. That's the thing. Like, I don't dislike it. But oh, it's man. like, I would like it for WWE. I don't like it for AEW. Maybe the that's thing is- when Jungle Boy cut that promo backstage, I was like, "This looks like that's like, a little too wild." Too. That, that looks like America's Got Talent, man. Like you the whole like a game show shit, and I was like, "That does." Just I don't know, man. But you know, I get it. Though. I get why they switched it because, like, you know, they're just trying to grow the company. You know, it's the new year, new stars, new faces, a new era for AEW, and like, you know, I understand it. But and they have three years of that: four to nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah. Five, I guess they started at the end. They started at the end of nineteen, so we can't count as a full year. But you know, it's it's. Uh, I understand. It's, it's time for a change. It's okay. I yeah, just, I get it. Yeah, I just I don't. I I. This still gives me like what I said when the camera angle is facing the, uh, the crowd and you don't see like the stage or like the the banners in the sky and the and the rafters or whatever. Like it feels like old AEW still. Awesome. And the ring still has that that feeling it's just the overall appeal is crazy the also, show was solid i enjoyed the show what were you gonna say also what yeah also like going back to the whole thing uh one more thing to add um when you're looking at like the crowd lighting it feels like the 2019 crowd lighting i don't know if you think oh that. i don't like crowd lighting you don't I, I know a lot of people like the crowd lighting i don't mind if it's a clear white lighting like it is for like when the match is going i don't like the whole like blue and red lighting in the crowd purple i don't like that but i mean like the white it gives me wcw 2000 vibes it gives me wwe vibes what's overly produced i don't like the crowd being lit up with lights Mm -hmm. if it's the white lights just so the crowd is lighter so you can see them better sure like the white light fucking purple lighting over the crowd like i just it's It's too much too much but i think that's what networks want that's probably what they think is like the best and 
if, mm-hmm. if WWE is the end all be all and the, the, the prime example of what a wrestling company should be because it's the most successful one, then yeah, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery and you want to do what they're doing. And the guy that's doing it was from the WWE. He was like second to Kevin Dunn. So I, I, one thing, I don't hate it. I'm not sitting here shitting on it. I'm not saying it's bad. It's new. It's a change. And we'll see how it goes. Um, like I was saying, though, the show was solid. I enjoyed it from top to bottom. Ricky Starks and Jericho was solid. I'm glad that opened the show. They actually made it seem like Jericho was about to cheat and win a few times. And I actually thought Jericho was going to win with the cheating, but Ricky Starks came out on top. Then I think the beatdown after was kind of unnecessary, but it's cool because obviously a long-term story. Hopefully Ricky Starks gets his redemption soon and, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens there. Uh, Darby winning in his hometown was dope against Samoa Joe. That was a banger. And, you know, the speech he gave after bringing Nick Green in the ring was cool. But, you know, Seattle, it's the first Seattle show, and Brian's from Seattle, and Darby's from Seattle, and uh, Swerve's from Seattle, and Swerve wrestled uh, against AR Fox, and they put on a banger. I went back and watched it on TV, and it was actually a really good match. And once again, Swerve's home, Swerve's house. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a heel, they, they were going to chant that it was his house in Seattle. And then, obviously, Brian got the big ovation. And, and actually, a quick, fun match with Tony Nese. Like, I don't even, I didn't even hate it. Was I looking forward to it? Oh, absolutely not. But like, it, it was better than I expected. It was a quick. It wasn't like I don't want to call it like a quick squash squash match because Tony needs to get some offense and almost seemed like he got would have could have picked up a quick win if it was an action and ready situation. But obviously, he was not going to. And Brian won, and they didn't waste too much time on it. Where you're like, why the fuck is this match going through a break or anything? Um, mm-hmm. And it was good. And then obviously MJF came on the uh, pitched Iron Man match at Revolution. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about no. that? Um, I'm a fan personally. I think this is this match is happening to prove that like MGF isn't just like the guy who cuts great promos and you know has a great character and all that. But this match is happening because it's gonna prove that not only MGF is great on the mic, great on the stick, he can back it up in the ring and he can do it for one whole hour. And I know he wrestled in high school, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think they're going to do some, you know, good wrestling there and some mat, mat technician stuff from, you know, get those holds in and all that. But, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. I feel like this is only going to elevate him, right? Because, you know, let's be real here. People compare him to The Miz and all those things. And I don't think The Miz can, like, have an Iron Man match for an hour personally, you know. I think the Miz is great. I think he's super. No, Matt's talented. a wrestler. And I think Matt, and he called people out on that when they used to say like you think used to say I couldn't wrestle, and then like mm-hmm. now it's like we're back because you know, I remember like the fans started becoming Max fans at some point and started trying to cheer him and shit until he shut him up again and hit William Regal and all that shit. But like th- he's proved that he can wrestle and he ha- does have an amateur wrestling background. And I think um, Max, the match with CM Punk on the Dynamite last year was forty six minutes. Mm-hmm. He can go long. Mm-hmm. He's got the cardio for it, so I think it'll be good. I just I'm not a big fan of sitting there for a whole hour watching an Iron Man match. <laughs> but that being said, if they tell a good story, because you know I'm a sucker for a good story, they will, sure. man. I'm, I'll bet my whole fucking house on it. They will. I think so too. Um, and I'm a I, I'm a fan of both guys, right? Like Brian's a fucking man, and and uh, and MJF is MJF. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah, and then uh, lastly, I guess for Dynamite, uh, you know, the big, uh, you know, the big speculation for weeks was that Mercedes would be Soraya's partner in the match against Britt and Jamie, but then Soraya picked uh, 
Tony Storm on Dynamite Live as her partner. And then stuff started coming out that they couldn't come to terms with a deal with Mercedes in terms mm-hmm. of either money or just appearances or whatnot. So I guess that's not happening. We won't be saying Mercedes in AEW unless they swerve us. I think we'll see her soon. You know, like I think she's gonna like do a one off or you know two three matches. And I said that because you were like, I don't want to see her there. I'm like, I don't think she'd stay there full time, but I think she could come in for like a match or like a solid one feud and then bounce. You know, (laughs) maybe. But like right now, like looking at the women's roster in AEW, like I don't know where she would fit personally. And I honestly think that, um, you know, and even you know. Brett tried being like I'm the boss and shit, but I just think right now all of her focus is on wrestling Kyrie in in February yeah. at the uh, Battle of the Valley show for New Japan, and I think <laughs> that's what she's gonna do. Yeah, um, money. Uh, <laughs> jump, jump, crisscross, get make it. Jump, jump. That's a song I'm telling you. Let's talk about the last thing, the other big elephant in the room. He's back. And he's better than that. <laughs> That's a fact. In your opinion, no matter. He's a maniac. That's Eric Bischoff's theme, but Vince McMahon is back. He's got himself reinstated on the board of directors. He said he won't be involved with the creative, and he's going to keep the management the way it is. Nick Khan and Stephanie will still be co-CEOs. Triple H will still be in charge of all the creative and everything else. He's not touching any of that. He's not dealing with any of that. He's back because he thought he got bad advice. He's the largest shareholder of the company, and they are allegedly in the process of selling the company to either Comcast or Disney or Warner Brothers or Netflix or all the various companies they could be sold to. The Saudi Prince Company and all these people in Saudi Arabia have even pitched to their dollar of how much they want to buy the WWE for. Mm-hmm. Everyone has speculations, everyone has opinions. People are mad like WWE is just getting good now. It's gonna go back in the shitter because Vince is back. People, even though Vince said he's not gonna be involved with the creative and stuff, people are like, we, they don't believe him because it's him. Like, give it some time and he will be. Everybody's up in shambles. Uh, people in the Discord saying wrestling is dead. I, I'm I I believe that he's back. I believe that they might be taking feelers out to sell the company. Uh, we talked about on the show before, if they do sell the company, I don't think that means that, you know, all these guys are going to be gone, like, you know, Paul Levesque and Stephanie and shit. I think they're still going to run the company. It's just going to be owned by someone, uh, a mm-hmm. larger company. Like, And we've always talked about how, like, WWE was a wrestling company that was owned by Vince, the McMahons and a family. And even though they're, like, a publicly shareholder company now, they're still owned by the family, whereas most other wrestling companies are owned by a network, et cetera, et cetera. The, the company might finally be owned by a network. And I don't, and that doesn't, once again, like that doesn't mean that Stephanie guys will be stepping down the roads. If the company stays as a publicly shared company, they're still going to be the largest shareholders. This sets up their family for life though. If they make this sale, like everybody in that family, that is a large shareholder or like the McMahon, like Vince might also be looking at this as a situation of like, if we do sell, I set my family up like before I die. Like I made sure that everything that I did and everything that I built before I died, that at least my children and my grandchildren are paid for. Yeah. Does that make sense? And they might have contracts where like, you can't let go of these people until, you know, they just choose to resign or they die, you know, like you can't fire my daughter or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think there's going to be a lot of negotiation, but the thing is, 
this all being said, even what I just speculated, the fact that he's trying to set up his family, we don't know shit. Yeah. We don't know shit. The succession, there was probably so much behind the scenes shit. You know, oh, there was a talent meeting where Stephanie was talking to the talent and they're trying to up their spirits. And like they said, well, obviously, they're going to fucking do that. You're not going to go in there and be like, oh, guys, we're fucked. We're fucked, everybody. We want to have a talent meeting to let you all know that we're fucked. Like, nobody's going to come in to do that. You're going to have a talent meeting. You're going to up morale. You're going to say everything's cool. Everything's cool. Common composite. You're not going to walk in there and be like, melee, guys. <laughs> fucking, they're looking for other jobs. Fucking, <laughs> he's lost his fucking marbles. We agree. The guys, you should all be stressed the fuck out. Like they're not gonna do that. So yeah. you know, we got the reports of what the talent meeting was, and everyone's like, "Oh, see, like we don't know shit." Vince could be pulling more strings than we know. They could be like, we don't know anything. And my everyone's like, "Why aren't you posting about it? Why aren't you like posting about it, giving your opinions?" And my thing is, I don't have a fucking opinion. It's just I it's don't, cool I don't hate out, Vince as much know? as a lot of you hate Vince. Yes, in the later years, he was booking some crazy, crazy dumb shit. But, like, everything you fucking liked about professional wrestling, whether it was Hulkamania, The Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Stone Cold, Bret Hart, The Rock, all these wrestlers, yeah, if you're the Attitude Era guys, that was also all Vince. So if you fucking liked that shit, you can't hate the guy. Um, But I just, for me, I feel like there's more that meets the eye. There's more than we're ever going to get to know until, you know, and I'm sure people are fucking signing NDAs and confidentials that we might never know. Until someone fucking breaks the law and spills the beans on a fucking podcast or writes a book, is is an outside observer that's not really signing NDAs and shit. Like we'll never know what the fuck's going on, and who knows what the personal aspect of it is. Who knows what's actually happening in the relationships between Stephanie and Vince and Shane and Linda and Triple H and Nick Khan, like their own personal. Like who knows how their Christmas dinner went. Who yeah. fucking knows what they discussed? Maybe they were in on this all together. Maybe they're like, let this shit blow over at the Wall Street Journal. We'll bring you back in on the board. Like, who, what the fuck? Like, the dirt sheets only know so much. Mm-hmm. They only know what they are told. And who knows what the people telling them are fucking know. We don't fucking know. We just got to see how it plays out. Yeah. I am not like, when I heard Vince's back, I like I already was my own my entire shocked. life was this guy's gonna work for this company until he dies, anyways. So I wasn't shocked 100%. I was shocked when you retired. That was shocking. Oh, 100%. I was like, through Twitter? Really? Like, this motherfucker retired? Love fucking, this guy's having his Ric Flair's last match right now. I'm telling you. It's one of those things, right? If, if Triple H can't have it. I mean, if he can't have it, then nobody can have it, right? But see, that's what people are saying, right? And that's like the that's like a cool that's narrative. The narrative. That's and that's the win. Once again, I don't know either. I'm not. I'm just trying to play the other side, right? Like I get yeah. that narrative of like he can't have it, nobody can have it. But I also get from like a standpoint that he's the one that built this company. He's the one that networks and a lot of people that are like they trust Vince McMahon, right? Like in Vince McMahon they trust like he's the guy that built this he's the guy that had Saturday night's main event on NBC back like he's the guy right not to say they don't trust Stephanie or Triple H that same way but if you're gonna make a sale they're probably gonna want Vince there 100% do you get what I'm trying to say so Mm -hmm. like it's not like well if he can't nobody and if and, and like I said earlier like this might be his way of being like listen guys like I can leave this to you guys but you're not me. You could fuck it up. Or right. we can sell this and this whole family can be made and you can continue working for this company at, at the top of the top 
the tippy top. Like you guys are in charge of this company, but we'll just all have in but even if you do fucking want to leave or get fired, like you have all the money in the fucking world. <laughs> like smart, smart because they're not gonna sell it for cheap. Look how much money they made off of fucking Saudi and fucking NBC. I mean the peacock bullshit, right? Like they can make a bank right, they can make bank right now, and he could be setting up everybody and being like, you know, like look at the big picture, right? Because no one's gonna do exactly what Vince did, and no one's gonna run it like Vince ran it. hundred percent. No one has those connections. He built it was years and years and years and years of business. He's ambitious, man. He was young, ambitious. And not even that, but like he's built his reputation over the years. He's built different. And no matter what you say, Stephanie Triple H, nobody has Vince McMahon's reputation. No, no. Vince McMahon is fucking Walt Disney. There's a bunch of people that own Disney after, and they've done great, but there's no one. Like, if Walt Disney was still alive and you could talk to Walt Disney, you could fucking talk to Walt Disney. <laughs> it's Sweden's the deal to have him part of it. Vince is WWE. Whether yeah. you know how, no matter how you break it, he is the WWE. He's Steve Jobs of Apple, you know? He's, like, he's Steve Jobs of Apple. He's yeah. Elon Musk, Musk of fucking Tesla. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, if you have the ability to have him there, a part of any sort of situation and negotiations or deals, you want him fucking there. You need him there. You need them there. So that's I think the part where wrestling fans don't get that. They're worried about the creative, always coming back. Like, no, if if I we're gonna fucking if any other large major fucking company is gonna broker a deal to buy this company, you'll want Vince there. Hundred percent. And this allegedly, and I don't know because I don't I don't well, I don't follow it like that. Like the stocks went up when we heard the stock prices went up once we heard Vince was back. So like he is WWE, and like I get it, right? And listen, guys, he is gonna fucking. We thought him retiring was fucking crazy. The man's gonna die in the next 10, 15 years. Like, let's be real. Like, if oh, he, even if he lives up to a hundred, that's only like another twenty years. Like, I mean, no way. He's seventy five, seventy four. Let me check right now. Let me do it quickly. Vince McMahon. He is seventy seven. So ten years is eighty-eight or eighty-seven. Twenty years is ninety-seven. You like I'm just saying, like just like an average lifespan. Like, and his mom lived till hundred, so maybe he can live to hundred. But like, come maybe. on, yeah. like, come on. He's oh, at least he's in a right enough mindset now that he can be a part of these negotiations mm-hmm. and fucking make his family made. And you gotta remember, man. Like, he's I still. We look at him as Vince McMahon, the WWE, the mogul. They're still human beings with a family. He actually has grandchildren and shit. You know what I mean? Like, regardless of the negative shit we've heard about him and sex scandals and people he's fucked over in the in the sake of the business and the name of the WWE business, at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm sure he likes his kids and his grandkids. And like he's just you know wants to set them up and shit. You know, yeah. I'm sure this at their Christmas dinner and they had their kind of like listen, like you guys can continue running this and all that stuff. I can come back and we can fucking flip this company. We can all make a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. Smart. You guys can still work there. You guys can run the show, but mm-hmm. someone else will just, you know, you might have to just answer to someone else a little bit. Yeah. That's smart, though. And most of the people that are buying WWE or would be interested in buying WWE, obviously, they want to buy the library and the ass and all that, but you would trust these, like Vince Park going like, you have to trust these guys to run the company, though. Because you guys so, know if they buy the library, what about the Peacock deal? What happens? Well, that's the thing, right? Like, so say if Disney buys it, then. You know, the until whatever the contract they have with Peacock, but until when that ends, you might just move everything to Disney Plus eventually. It just depends who buys it, right? Mm-hmm. It will go to their streaming service eventually. I uh, it depends if they have to honor their contract with Peacock or if they if there's some like this is all, it's all fucking business contractual bullshit. 
if there's yeah. something they're saying if someone else buys it then we would have to legally leave peacock you know then maybe whatever you know what i mean like it depends right I, but that's i don't know i'm not a fucking lawyer i've never seen the contracts i don't know what they're but then there's gonna be people on the fucking internet that act like they fucking do yeah and they fucking know everything that's happening and vince is oh that's the end of fucking wrestling and he's sneaking his way back in how do you sneak away how do you sneak back into something you fucking built <laughs> like it's like sneaking back into your own house if you lost your like He keys, didn't though. get fired. They didn't like obviously you had to like step away and resign from the board of directors because of the fucking scandal and shit, but you never got fired. They didn't maybe and I know like hypothetically we want to think there was some sort of conspiracy where they got him out and they were someone leaked the scandals and then you know because you remember like Stephanie was taking time off right before, but then she came like we can mm-hmm. whatever it is. We still will never know the true story until someone wants to tell the true story. And if we've learned anything about Mr. Man, we don't even know 90% of the true stories for a lot of things. Yeah. People just assume stuff, man. It's just all assumptions. Like, you know, we, and this is, this is the theory of wrestling fans all the time. They want to know everything about everything. And it's like, sometimes we just don't fucking know. Just let it play out. Let's see what happens. Who knows? Maybe this could be fucking the worst thing ever, but maybe it could just be. The, the beat goes on and the show goes on. Mm. Just let, let, let it play out, you know? That's what I kept saying to people. I said in the Discord, I'm like, I don't know. You guys are talking here and fighting and shit, but honestly, like, just let it play out. We don't know shit, bro. Just like, be here for the ride. Watch know? this program. Support your favorite wrestlers. Support your favorite shows. Whether mm-hmm. it's fucking AEW, New Japan, WWE. Just watch what you enjoy. And w- Unless you're in the business, I don't know if you should have much to be concerned about as a fan sitting at home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like how we always talk about AEW's ratings, and I, I'm guilty of doing that too. Like the ratings, it could be better and shit. We don't know if they fucking care, and I say that every time. Like I don't know if they fucking care. If they're okay with it, cool. But I'm just saying because they might not care. Maybe the ratings they get is fucking great for their fucking network. Mm-hmm. I don't. We don't fucking know. It's a different era, different time. But um, I just think there's more that meet more than meets more that meets the eye than we are seeing with this whole situation. Mm-hmm. And also, there's probably personal stuff involved too. They're it's they're a family. They they see each other. They spend time together. They're tied together for life. There's probably more stuff that we don't know. Like there's there is probably a personal aspect to this that we don't fucking know. Yeah. Um. And and it might also be a positive one where they're just like, well, fuck. How do we make sure the entire family is taken care of? Mm-hmm. Because as a public company, I don't think it's a situation of like, well, Vince dies, he's just going to hand over the company. Like, no, the company's held by the board of directors and a fucking shitload of shareholders. And although Vince is the biggest shareholder, like, why not just sell it and just make sure everyone makes bank now? Yeah. Profit off of it now, right? Like, Yeah. I know. I know it's scary. It is scary. I'll admit it's scary. They could sell it to fucking Disney and all the women's wrestlers could become Disney princesses. Shout out to Tom. Sell that to eat. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Tom Customs. Or like, you know, we could have Mickey Mouse being the fucking host of fucking WrestleMania or some shit. We don't fucking oh, know. Gosh. But that all being said, it's just the we as fans have no control over this shit. So like I mean guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna support and watch the WWE till the day I fucking die. No matter how good and bad the product is, because even those years I say I didn't fucking watch, I watch Raw every Monday religiously, because it's just what I do. <laughs> like, it's just part of your. And if I do stop watching, it's probably because I stopped watching wrestling overall in general. 
But if I am going to watch wrestling, I'm going to watch the WWE to some extent. Mm-hmm. Whether it's just WrestleMania every year or some shit, like I'm always going to be that. If WCW was around, I'd be saying the same shit, but it's gone. But if there's only those two companies I started with, and those WWE and WCW, and those are the two companies I'm going to fucking die with. Yeah, me too, man. I agree. And honestly, uh, AEW is up there for me now to the point where I think I just I'd watch it till the day I die and support it, even though if I think it's ass or shitty or I'm out of wrestling, I'd still be like, let's see what's going on with these guys because they did. And well, regardless of what I think of their shows sometimes and whatnot, they did bring something back to the industry that was missing for a yeah. lot of years, and it's it's been great to have two shows. It's great to have an alternative. There's always going to be WWE, but there's something else. And TNA was that for me for a lot of years. I can't fathom to watch Impact all the time, even if I try now. It's not the same company. But AEW is doing its thing. So, yeah. I think that's it. Anything else you want to add, Daniel, to this show? Nah, man. I think we covered everything. Money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all, folks. We'll catch you all next time. See you all later. Keep doing it. Peace. Oh, yeah.